0: Open up your Bibles now to Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1. I want to always take a moment to say hi to the online streamers. We have people streaming our services all over the place. I uh, got an email this uh, last couple of days from North Carolina, a gentleman found our podcast and so blessed at what God's doing in his life, and people in Alaska and people in Maine and people all over, people in Arizona, a little life group, 10, 12, 11, 22 people in Arizona watching our live stream, and so it's just so fun to be a part of what's got people in Australia recently, Nadine, how you doing? She's out there, and um, it's just awesome, and so um, let's just open up our Bibles now, the Bible. The Word of God. Well, I hope you have a copy of the Word of God. If you don't, there's some provided for you. Please take them. They don't work unless you read them, just so you know. One person was asked, what's the best color of a Bible? What's the best color I should get? What's the best color? It's obvious. It's very easy. A red Bible. Red. R-E-A-D. Red. 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 Red Bible. You'll get it after the Super Bowl. It'll. Oh, a red Bible. I Bible. Ah. Let's pray and read his word. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We do. And I would be the first the first to admit, Lord, I want more of your word in my life. I want more word. I need more word. I don't have enough. It's like manna. What I had yesterday was amazing. It's not enough for today, though. I need a fresh dose. And I pray, I just repent, too, Lord, of how many days I've gone with yesterday's manna. How many times I've gone with somebody else's manna. And I just know, Lord, for the journey set ahead of Luke for shed of me, I need fresh manna every day. He said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. And that's your word. And so, God, we thank you for this church that loves your word. And we ask, God, that we would become greater lovers of your word today. That it would be hid in our hearts that we might not sin against you. That, Lord, we would cleanse our ways through taking heed to your word. That, Lord, your word would become for us a lamp and a light. That, Lord, your word would become for us our counselors and comforters. That, Lord, your word would become for us our wisdom and our, our media source. Where we get our news from may it come from your word. He said that we, Lord, who are in your word and delight in it are wiser than our teachers, wiser than the ancients because of your word. So I thank you this morning for this great opportunity to teach it, to share. it. I pray that I would do so, Lord, with great humility, great clarity, and that every man and every woman here would leave as a child of God, loving the word, knowing it, wanting more. Just draw us to yourself. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And the reason I pray in that way and and exhort to that end is because Mary is who we're looking at. And Mary's song, Mary, young 14-year-old Mary, who when she arrived at Elizabeth's house, her cousin, hadn't seen her in years. And as soon as she gets to her house, Elizabeth greets her and blesses her. And Mary, first things out of her lips is the word of God, the word that had been stored and stowed marry a woman illiterate marry a woman not allowed to go to bible studies or synagogues or schools marry everything against her yet mary through her parents through their memorization and storytelling helped her to appreciate the word to know the word to look to the word to stand on the word to do incredible things in her life because of the word of god i was tucking my daughter in she's five a couple nights ago I said, hey honey, you want to memorize a verse before you go to bed? And she's a rebel, so she said no. (laughs) So I okay, okay, well, I'll give you a dollar, you know. (laughs) She said, she said, okay, let's let's do it. I got lots of dollars, I'm cool. Dollars, quarters. The 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 best is when I trick my kids into doing something for a dime. Man, that feels good. I'll give you a dime. (laughs) What? Anyways. And so I told my daughter, Acacia, okay, she's in bed, I said, just this the beginning of Psalm 23, okay, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, so she's like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, and I was like, okay, say it a couple more times, couple, and I'll give you a dollar, and she, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, so she's t- tucking her in, and that mo- the next morning, I woke up, and I'm coming out of the, my room, and the kids are real good, they, they get up a little bit before us, because they're rebels, and they were downstairs, but she was in the hallway waiting for me, okay, <laughs> And like, like a little mouse covering her mouth, she knows not to be loud. And I, I came, came up, she started, like, what do you say? Like, Wait till we get downstairs, don't wake your mom up, you know. We get downstairs, I'm like, what are you saying to me with such energy? And she says, the Lord is my shepherd that I shall not trust. <laughs> I said, oh, close. The Lord is my shepherd that I shall not trust. And I said, no, you, you, got, you got twisted in the nighttime, you know. <laughs> Satan creeps in and twists God's word. And I, I, I challenged her. I said, no, it's, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I made her say it a few times, I gave her the buck real quick, you know. <sighs> Mary, Mary knew the word of God from a young age. She had it stored in her heart. It's amazing what came out of her on that day. The Holy Spirit brought it up out of her. I taught you that a couple last week, actually, that what you put in, the Holy Spirit can get out. Those times in the scriptures where you just read and you just didn't get it. My first Corinthians, just I didn't get it. Or Romans, man, I need some coffee before and after. I didn't get it. You know, next thing you know, when you're in a time of need, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will take from what's in you and bring it out of you. When you're on trial, when you're in duress, when you're in the need, when you're praying for somebody. I've seen this happen time and time, and sometimes even in the morning when you're studying God's word, you're like, this is just a devotional, it doesn't really mean anything to me, and you go talk to a coworker, and next thing you know, you're like, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of a story in the word, and I just read this, it reminds me of what Peter said to the sojourners. This word that God gave me is for you, and it's so amazing, and so powerful, God's word, and I want you, and it's, you're never going to hear a different message from me about God's word, it's always going to be the same, I apologize, God's word. God's word, God's word is what changed my life, age 19, right around 20, drug dealing at the time, at the time, at the current customers, pagers, all the rest, went into a church and the guy was up on stage, not quite as cool of a beard as mine, (sighs) same book though, burned out ex-hippie who loved Jesus, was preaching the word and I heard, I said, are you kidding me? That's coming out of that book. That went straight into my mind, down into my heart, penetrated my soul. And I'm in no condition today to receive anything from God. But if he, through that book, can reach my heart, then that book is alive. It is active. It is legit. And I was hooked. There's no high like the most high, just so you know. And I began to make my exodus from that world into the world of knowing the scriptures and loving them, studying them. The word of God has been tested and founded and proven. Sixty-six books make up our word, Genesis through Revelation. Forty-four authors contributed to its authorization, its authoring, over a 1,500-year period on three continents in three different languages. And yet what this book describes and what this book teaches is so congruent and such a masterpiece. There's really no way, if you take your cognitive thinker, And imagine that 44 authors over a 1,500-year period on three continents and three languages could write 66 books and then put them together and hope it doesn't make craziness. It makes absolute sense. It's the whole story. It flows because God said, I will not leave you without a road map in this thing called life. I'm going to give it to you. It's been said before that Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. It actually doesn't stand for that, but that's kind of cool the bible the bible the word of god hidden in your heart it's alive i'll tell you what did you know that the very first you need to hear this cuz you guys got a journey you're going to be here for the next 35 minutes and you're out of here okay you're going into the battle straight up the very first lie ever told and the very first attack ever waged was on god's word the same book you hold in your hand satan crept into the garden of eden talked to Eve, and started asking her questions about what God had said. Did, did God really say that? Is that really what the word says? Is that, and then immediately when she answered, if you know the story, she answered in a twisted way. God, she, she knew that the Lord had told her and Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but she added to the word. She was tricked just like my daughter the other night. Tricked, adding, she said, well, God said not to look at it, eat it, touch it, smell it, or be around it. That's not what God said. He said, don't eat it, and that's it. Here's the, my point is this. Satan, the very first lie, the very first attack to the very first children of God was in regards to what God had said and how God had provided direction. I, I zoom in then and zoom out and zoom here. Fast forward, let's call it that. Would you, with me, agree that possibly, since Satan doesn't have any new tricks, would still be using the same methodology to to challenge what God has said, to, to, to get you to discount it and to wonder and to walk away from it? I guarantee you that's happening in your life right now. Right now! The devil would so desire you to just set down the word, walk away from it, just don't pick it up anymore. There's so many other things. Instead of picking up the book, just why not log into Facebook? So many different tricks, so many different tactics. This, this, there's nothing new under the sun. We need to read our Bibles and pray every day and we'll grow, 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 and you'll grow, grow, grow. Okay, stop. Mary was a woman of the word. As a matter of fact, her song, let me just read it to you and we'll study it thoroughly. And Mary said, verse 46, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation he has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly and he has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty and he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to the fathers to Abraham and to his seed forever and Mary remained with her, that is Elizabeth, about three months and returned to her house. I've been studying this prayer now for many weeks, this portion of scripture. Knowing that where you are in the word Always is where you are in your life. Have you figured this out yet? When you journey through the word, when you study through the word, you're like, whoa, how did the Lord know that I would be right here during this time in my life at this time in the word? Where you are in the word is where you are in life. And the call on my heart and on my wife's heart and on my kid's heart and on my home's heart and on this church's heart is that we would not be strayed and swayed into so many different ways of thinking, especially during this time we live in now here's the thing if you hide the word in your heart if you become a worshiper if you become one who studies god's word there's two things that are going to happen to you right away number one you're going to become a worshiper and secondly you won't become a worrier if you know god's word you will be a worshiper because you know the very countenance and character of god there are times in my life maybe yours too where it's time to worship and i don't feel like worshiping you ever been there before and I'm just gonna, I'm not boasting. But even though I don't feel like worshiping, when it comes time to give God praise, I don't, I don't need a pep talk. I'm ready to go. He, he deserves praise, he de- he's worthy of it. I don't feel like it. I got a migraine. I'm perplexed. I'm stressed. But if it's time to worship and pray, nah, <laughs> I've, I've been in his word. It's no problem. Bow a knee, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's what my kids say. It's just weird. I have no, not because I'm, Feeling worshipful. Because I'm feeling humble or great. But when you tuck the word in your heart, hear Mary, Mary, 100 miles under her belt, all kinds of perplexity in her mind, a baby growing in her belly, so much at risk, so much, oh, she should should go to Elizabeth and say, what's going on? She should. She should. You don't even know the pressure she was under. She gets there and her cousin says, blessed are you for believing, and you shall receive all that was declared over you. And because she had stowed God's word, she was a worshiper. Just so you know, if you struggle with worship, you're not a very good worshiper, and you blame it on other things. Well, I didn't, my coffee didn't work. My coffee didn't work this morning, you know, or I don't like this song. This isn't my song. I don't like this. This It's not my jam, you know, or or, I don't sing well. I've heard, you know, I don't sing, my my vocal cords, God didn't give me the right ones, and they just, you know, whatever, they're broken, whatever. Whatever. I'm honest. If God's word is stowed in your heart, okay, you will be set free to be a worshiper. It's what's going to happen. How do you hold it in? You can't hold it in. (laughs) Thank you, George. This morning I was driving here and no music was on, it was really cold, I just found myself just singing. I was just singing to the Lord. Old songs. Songs that we're not allowed to sing anymore, they're too old. But they're in my heart. I was just like, you know, Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary, just Lord. I wasn't forced didn't have to pull out the hymnal in my car, which I don't have, hymnal. I just, out of the overflow of the abundance of your heart. How are you going to do that? How are you going to become a worshiper? You've got to get in the book, okay? And there are those of you here, crusty Christians, and you've been in the book. You've got books marked up and underlined and highlighted, and you've done the inductive studies, and you've taught, and you've been overseas, and you've, 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 and I'll tell you what, don't stop. Get in the Word. Don't. There's young people here. You got a Bible. You've read it. You listen to preachers like me preach. You're like, man, that's so much in there. I just don't get that when I read it. And I don't know if I can do that. And man, what is on Facebook anyways? You know, and what is on here? And you, you know, your thumb gets blisters from scrolling. You know, and it's three in the morning. Oh, I gotta go to bed. Listen, you're gonna have to do something with me different if you want different results. If you want to be a worshiper, stow His Word in your heart. Hide it in there. And when something bad happens, it's going to be bad. It's going to be difficult. But that doesn't mean worship will not come out. Even Job himself. Job chapter 1. Worst day of anybody's life that you could even imagine. Job went through it. And with tears coming out of his eyes and sitting upon the ground, he worshipped. He still worshipped. He knew who God was. He said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ah. I want to be a worshiper. It comes from your time spent in god's word not only will you become a worshiper if you stow god's word in your heart but you won't become a worrier <sighs> how many of you guys are really good at making mountains out of molehills mole like you're just pros like something bad happens like well this is going to dominate everything let's just talk about this for about a week you know facebook this i'm sharing that and that's all i can see And kids away this is it you know and just a molehill it's just a thing no worship not till i figure this out you know and we're pros at it. Jesus said this about mountains, by the way. He said you could remove them through faith. You got something in your life that's big? You got something that's going on, okay? Worship through it. Trust the Lord in it. If you're a person of the word, you will be a worshiper and you won't be a worrier. I'm not even messing with you. I don't Worry will worry, we'll kill you. You know that, right? You've done the studies. You've seen this out, the cortisol levels and all the stuff and the stress and all the, the it's just, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. And worry, we worry, we worry, we worry. And there's so many things that you justify in your worry. We're professional, we're good. It's like an American sport now. It's just worry. What do you want? What do you want to worry about something together? Want to go drink coffee and worry about stuff? You know? Hey, I'm worrying about something. I want you to worry about it with me. Right on. Crazy. Mary had tons to worry about and even more than you ever will. Okay, the political climate that she was living in was out of control. Okay, the prime minister of the world wanted his name to be Caesar Augustus, Caesar of the gods. Okay, I'm in charge now. You guys mind calling me God? Is that okay with everyone? (laughs) Okay, that's who rules the world. Like, you think we have a political problem right now? Oh, yeah, have you seen this? Listen, Mary had it worse. Okay, the global leader of the world, Caesar Augustus, just crazy. His successors down the road, Caesar Nero would kill Paul. The Caesar would kill John the Baptist. It's just crazy. Not just that world leader, but the local leader was crazy. The government around her. Herod. Herod the Great. Herod the Great would try and kill every baby under two years of age born in that region to take out Mary's own baby. Mary, had ton- Mary was poor. Mary was uneducated, illiterate, unresourced. And not only did she have everything going against her in a perfect life, now she has a baby to explain to everybody. Well, I'm pregnant, but it's not what you think. <laughs> okay, Mary. No, trust me. It's one of those God baby things, you know. <laughs> you think she was worried about how Jojo, Joseph, was going to take the news? Oh, so much to worry about. What'd she do? Quote scripture. Sings, Comes a worshiper. God will do it. I can handle it. It's okay. It is Okay. Be, be, because Herod, the great is OK? No. It's, it's not OK. Because Caesar Augustus is OK? No. Because the reputation that she would have to endure in her life is OK. The, the prejudice that she would undergo, the discrimination that she would have to live, she would live with, that's OK. No. But God is bigger than all of that. And we live in this American society that says, well, no, we can't actually be happy and worship if things aren't absolutely euphoric and zootopia. It's got to be perfect, or we can't be, really? Careful, careful. It's not going to be perfect on earth. It's not going to be absolutely right at work. It's not going to be awesome in every relationship. It's actually going to be very difficult the whole time you live here. Your choice is, will I worship or will I worry? Will I, will I stow his word away, or will I become a weirdo? <sighs> will I quit myself? for the battles and and trust that God will guide me. Did you know that when Jesus was tested, he was baptized, we'll see the story soon, and then he was taken into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and tested by Satan himself. No food, no water. That's a lot to worry about right there. Imagine that camping trip. Did you guys pack anything? No. (laughs) Really? Really? How long are you going to be here? A month and a half. Wow. You worried? No. Yes. I'm going to die. Jesus wasn't worried, and he used, you guys know this, you students of the Bible, when he was there, Satan tempted him to cast off restraint, to throw himself off a building, to kill himself, to give himself over to the ways of the world. He he tempted him, and Jesus defended himself every single time with a quotation from the book of Deuteronomy. The word was stowed in his heart. Jesus was doing his devotionals through Deuteronomy before he got taken into the wilderness, the Holy Spirit brought it up out of him. The word of God stowed in our hearts. Sometimes we justify worry, don't we? It, we it's, it, there's, it's too big. What's, or, 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 what's happening is not right. Careful. There's never been a season in the hu- history of humanity that has been right. It has always been messed up. And men and women of old, and us as well, have the choice to say, you know what? This is wrong. But God is doing things that my eye can't conceive, my ear hasn't heard, my mind hasn't thought up. Do you know that as a Christian? Do you know that God is good no matter what? That God is God no matter what? No matter who's voted in or who's voted out or what law is passed. If you don't, if you don't understand that, then you won't be worshiping. You will be worrying and you won't be used by God to be that pillar and that beacon of light in safety and truth in the midst of a chaotic storm. The truth. The truth. This is... So important that you know good theology. That is the sovereignty of God over and through the free will of man. The sovereignty of God. He is good. God takes all things and is able to somehow redeem them and make good of them so you and I can worship through them. Two weeks ago, I think it was January 27th, was the Holocaust Remembrance Day. We set aside time to remember that six million Jews perished through absolute brutality and ideology that is absolutely insane and crazy. So inhumane were the Nazis. So nuts that the whole world had to get involved to stop it. And, and I've been to the Holocaust Museum in Israel twice. I've, I've been there just sobering. I've heard the arguments. I, I've seen it. It just, it just blows my mind. Did you know, though, as awful and evil as all of that was, all of it, none of us would sign off and I, yeah, yeah, and none of us, evil and awful. Did you know that when the Nazis surrendered, that three years later, they surrendered in 1945 in the month of May. Three years later, three years later, the U.N., in a, in a moment of compassion, blinded compassion, the U.N., ew, the, did I say that? The U.N., the U.N., trying to be neutral here, the, the U.N. voted in 1948, May 13th, May 14th, they said, you know what, this whole thing that happened under our watch is just a travesty. So because of that, you know what we're going to do? We're going to grant Israel its nationality back again. They haven't had it in centuries and millenniums. They don't exist. There is no nation of Israel. And so somehow, way, through compassion and pain and through the redemption of six million lives sacrificed, all of a sudden, Israel exists again. The Bible declares, can a nation be born in a day? Yeah, it actually can. In the midst of chaos and calamity and evil. And if you don't believe with your big boy pants on, (sighs) or your big girl dress on, whatever, (laughs) if you don't believe that God is good, even when this is bad, this is bad, there's rulers right now, there's laws, there's things right now that are just straight up evil. If I'm not careful, I'll go battle that battle. I'll get engaged in that thing. I'll find myself taken down. Or I can be like Mary and say, yeah, he said it, I believe it, that settles it. not sure how this is going to go. I just choose to believe. And when you hear what God says, that he is good, that he will redeem all things, that he will cause good to come from things, and you choose to believe that, you become a worshiper, and you don't fall into becoming a worrier. (sighs) See, you have two choices in life. You can either have a bottom-up view of God or a top-down view of God. The bottom-up view of God says... What is happening in my life, that's really what you're concerned about, and in our world is going to directly impact and affect what God can do and does do. It's a bottom-up mentality. Don't do that. Or you can have a top-down mentality, a top-down view, and see God for who he is and what he's doing in the midst of the chaos. And say, I wonder how God's going to work this out. I wonder what this is going to be like. I wonder how God's going to triumph over this, 40 days in the wilderness wanderings. I wonder how God's going to do this and how God's going to win over that. And even in the midst, if you don't have an eternal mindset right now, understanding that things on this world are very temporary, okay? Lives come and go. Sickness happens. The second law of thermodynamics, things are going from order to disorder. It is, we're in a chaotic cycle right now called the curse, And if you realize from the top down, God says, "Yeah, I know. I I got it. I got it. I'm going to work stuff out. I'm actually going to redeem stuff. It's actually going to be insane. I'm going to do things." And when you have that, because Mary had a top-down view of life. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Here's her secret. You guys ready for her secret? You ready for her secret? It's not a secret. She was in the Word of God. Okay, she was founded and grounded. Okay, she was rooted. Her, her, her roots had gone down and her fruit had come out And it's in the, the sweetness of her lips And I asked you guys last week to read Psalm 119 How many of you guys uh, did that? Raise your hand How many of you guys read Psalm Wow, appreciate that um, I'm going to ask you guys again to do it Okay? Psalm 119 It's the longest psalm in the whole Bible It's the longest chapter in the whole Bible And the content of the longest chapter in the whole Bible Is all about the Bible And it's the psalmist freaking out, if you would About how good God's word is And how great it is and how grand it is. And I'll tell you what, I read it again myself. And as I got into it, man, so fresh, so fun, so freeing. And I found myself being a worshiper and less of a warrior. Although I would say this, I did find the devil distracting me. Hey, it's too long, it's 176 verses. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many recent posts there are on Facebook right now? Do you really remember the seven day forecast that you checked 25 minutes ago? <laughs> are you sure there's not an email that you should read and not reply, reply to? That's what I do. Are, are you sure you shouldn't? You know, the, the, the distractions. Don't, don't be distracted in these days. If you want to be a worshiper, if you want to not be a warrior, Spend time, and I would just have you do it again this week, spend time in Psalm 119, do it slow with a pad and paper, I know a lot of you emailed me and told me how you you were doing it 30 verses at a time, 30 verses per day, it's not about quantity, it's about quality, spending that time with God, and I'll tell you what, here's the deal Lecrae posted on his Facebook feed uh, two uh, days ago, he said, the less time you spend in the truth, the easier it is to believe the lies. And there's just so, much, so many lies out there, so many distractions, and the less time you're spending saturated in God's word. Jesus said it this way, different than Lecrae, but the same thought. He said, if you are my disciples, you will abide in my word. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's A lot of, a lot of prerequisites there, a lot of predication there. If you are my disciples, you will abide, and by abiding, you will know the truth, and you will be set free. Ask yourself right now, am I a free person? Am I free? Do I walk around free? I mean, does is is my frown turn upside down quite easily? Or am I in bondage to, to, to sin, to depression, to anxiety, to, to the fear of man, to, to other things that are maybe not even sinful but not helpful? Have you figured that out in your life? How, how Satan will get you involved in things that aren't sinful, but they're not helpful. Jesus said that if you are my disciples, you will abide, you will know truth, and you will be set free. Just a, a quick barometer check. Am I Am I free? Or am I bound up and anxious and tripping? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not trust. You know? (laughs) know, How's it coming out in your daily? It's just crazy. The Bible says this in Isaiah 26:3: He whose mind is stayed on you will be kept in perfect peace. He'll be free. Been said before that I just don't have a desire. Maybe you've had this. I don't have a desire for God's word. I, I don't have a desire for it. You know, you make time for what you desire, don't you? You make time for it. I grind my coffee at night, okay? And I get it all set up for the morning worship routine when I go to the, you know, and I just, oh, you know, it's there. <laughs> this is important to me. I could let it go. I'm not addicted. I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When does that group meet? You know? <laughs> Anyways, you make time for what's important. You do. You can say today, I just don't have a desire. I don't know. I don't know. I love church. I love sitting down and getting spoon-fed from Luke. It's so fun. But I just don't have a desire to get into it. Listen, if you don't have a hunger for God's word, and that's be honest. I'm just not hungry for it. It's because you have satisfied your appetite with less things. It's that simple. Okay? If you're not hungry for a home-cooked meal... Or a well put together salad or entree. He's not hungry for it, Because he's been eating Snicker bars all day. Okay, Cheetos, Puffs. They're, just a, they're not even that heavy. You know, eat the whole bag. You're not, I'm not hungry. I just don't know where my. I'm just not hungry. The junk food of this world. And, I, and this, this, I, I, I actually hesitated preaching this sermon because it's just so, so, no, so natural, so normal. It's kind of boring. And I just knew it was so necessary for me. I hope it is for you. And if you listen to this sermon and just don't change, go your way and just keep eating Cheetos and Snickers and keep doing you don't don't store the word. If you keep doing that, you're going to keep getting the exact same results. That's just the truth. But if you want a different result in your life, you want to be more worshipful, less worryful. You just want that? I want that. Sort of pill I take and you rub a potion on my back, you know. No, no. You got to do the time, okay? Do the time. In God's word, and you have to detox from the stuff that has taken you astray, the stuff that has consumed your life, that has messed with you, your thinking, whatever it is, that worry or that, or that bad habit that's not sinful but just not helpful, do it, friends. Do it, because you don't know what God has in store for you. You don't know if you're going to be like a Clyde Smith called, hey, got a trip to Haiti in April. Are you preparing yourself? Are you ready? You want to get involved? What? me?" I got a call one night at 9.30 p.m. saying we're leaving at 5.30 a.m. to Peru. Can, can you go? Can, can you make it happen? And I was able to make it happen because I was ready to go. I was tucking myself into bed. Five, 9.30 at night, Wednesday night, just came home from church and I got the phone call. I got up out of bed and got dressed and went right to work right then and made bagels all night long and said, I'm gonna go. I'm ready for this. And Went to Peru. You guys don't know what's coming down. You're gonna need his word. I was going to go through a little bit of Psalm 19 and share some of my favorite verses with you. I'm not going to do that. Sorry. You can buy me a cup of coffee and we'll meet together and go over it. But I'd like to, I'd like to study his word here. So it's such a simple message. And I pray in Jesus' name that the Holy Spirit convict you this week. Convict you of your habits and, and, and your holiness and where you're at. I've got Bible apps on my phone. There's no excuse. I've got it. It's all there. And it's a, it's a form of worship when I say, God, I'm going to give you my time right now. Matter of fact, I was driving here this morning. I thought this was between me and God, but I just remembered it. There's this portion of scripture in Jeremiah where God rebukes the children of Israel for going after other cisterns, other portions of water, other, other sustenance, going after other false gods, being really, he calls them, you guys have been adulterous on me. You guys have gone, you, you haven't loved me. And as I was driving, I was like, whoa, that's heavy duty. How much of my my runnings in life, what I want, whoa, just all I want, how much of it has been not the Lord? Just my free time, my, my, you name it, my my stuff, my image, my, what, and I said, Lord, I've offended you. I've not made your word so special to me. I've not. I've let it, I've let the manna grow old. And I do not only do I want to benefit from God's word and be ready, I don't want to worry and I do want to worship, but I want, I want my life to not be wasted and I want it to be invested in heaven. Colossians chapter three says, set your mind on things above, not on things below. Mary did that. Let's look at her prayer together. 20 different references and allusions to the Old Testament coming out of her lips.
1: Mary said in
0: verse 46, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Again, so simple. The soul is the mind. The spirit is who she is. And your mind is your free will. What you choose to magnify. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord, and therefore my spirit has rejoiced. It's a choice up here, friends, to no matter what say, God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. And when you choose to believe that, in in the midst of the phone calls and the tragedies and the travesties and the traumas and the dramas... Your spirit will grow. She does that for us. Notice how else she prays this worship song. This is called the Magnificat of Mary uh, because uh, the first couple words there is the word magnificent or magnify. Verse 47, And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. How do you view God? Do you view him as one who is able to Look on the lowly and use them. I hope you do. We studied that weeks ago, how God saw Gideon hiding out, making himself some bagel sandwiches. Oh, Gideon, the man. Moses, Momo, hiding in the wilderness, didn't want to be a part of what God's plan. Mo, perfect, and Peter, and all these guys that had nothing to offer God. And God says, can I use you? It's going to be legit. It's going to go down to history. Mary saw it that same way. God, you've seen me, the lowliness of your maidservant. When you understand that that's how God looks for people, your day's gonna be better. I I, I get this confused, don't you? When you're feeling on your A game, ready to go, all right, all right, all right. I remember when I I repented years and years ago of all the, the, what I called the big five, the, the things that were illegal and illicit and taking me down back in the college age. And I got rid of all five of them. I was like, whoa. Holy You know And I remember I was like God I got rid of the big five I'm not doing and and drinking and going With girls that do and I'm not doing That anymore yeah And the Lord's looking like whoa cool And the Lord looked and said now we can Really work on Your heart I was like my heart something wrong with my heart You know? Now we can work on your pride Pride what's wrong with pride you know it, we get confused. I think all these things on the outside are so bad. And, and really, the bottom line is, God looks at the lowly in heart. Not the perfect. Getting out everything figured out on the outside. I just got my A game on. Finally, Lord, you can use me now. And he's like, eh, almost. <laughs> almost. He takes the lowly and he uses them for great things. Verse 49, he says, he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has sown strength with his arm and he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. I need to just commend Mary here because she doesn't just have all her favorite memorization verses that are all sweet and sappy. She knows God's heart. He is both awesome and listen, he is also awful. He is to be revered and feared. He is God and he will have mercy on some. Listen, please. And he will withhold it from others. Who will he withhold it from? The people who fail to bend the knee and crown him as king. The people who fail to say, it is I standing in the need of prayer. The people who say, I don't need a mighty savior. (laughs) And God will say, oh, there will be no mercy for you. His mercy flows like rain It goes to the lowest point Grace does It flows So the the faster you hit the ground Say yes Lord it's me Done Mercy Anything else? We good? Moving on His mercy But when you Pride Stand up There is no mercy There is no rest For the person who says no God My point is that Mary knows that She's not just sharing the verses that are fun She's saying you know what There's going to be a day There has to be. By the way, you would reject any lawmaker or any governor or any judge that did not uphold the law. You would say, what are they doing? You have to uphold the law. Get out of here. You're nothing. But in our God, people get mad at God for having righteousness and justice. They don't understand what they're saying. You want a God who upholds the law and who also extends grace and mercy lavishly, belligerently, bloody. Through his son, there will be a day, but you can be saved today. She knows these truths. Verse 52, it says, he has put down the mighty from their thrones. He's exalted the lowly, and he has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty, and he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. I just love Mary because she's living in a time of depravity and carnality and chaos. And she's all, God remembered his mercy. He's good. We got Caesar. We got Herod. This is going to go bad for Jesus. They're going to kill him too. God has mercy on us. What? How? Top down. Not bottom up. Right now, there's still Christians even here that are waiting for things to get right. Waiting for things to finally get right so I can be a worshiper and not be a warrior. They might not get right here. Just so you guys know. It may get nutty. personally interpersonally economically socially it probably will get a little crazy well as soon as it balances out and mellows out i'll become a worshiper again stop worrying don't careful i didn't read that anywhere mary she saw this verse 56 it says and mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her house this this idea of fellowship mary was six months further into her journey now having a baby Tell you what, there's streamers online right now. I love you, streamers. I love you guys tuning in. But really, coming to church, being involved with people, fellowshipping with them in life is the only way to grow together. Redwoods, the historic tree that goes up so high, redwoods only grow in clusters in groves. They don't grow in single units because their root system is actually quite shallow for how big of a tree it is. And the only way, I, Cedar will be able to grow so big and stay high as its root system intertangles and mingles with one another. So, too, with the body, you can't do this alone. They didn't do it alone. You guys got your helmets on? We're gonna set a record here. Here we go. We're keeping, we're gonna get in the word. It says, Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy on her, they rejoiced with her. Stop right there, eyes up here. When her time came to be delivered, when the promise of God was fulfilled. Did you know this was nine months earlier, maybe ten, where the angel told Zacharias this is what's going to happen? God's promises will not be stopped. His plans will not be foiled. It has a process, an incubation time, a conception time, a growth time, a maturation time, all of this, a birthing time, a labor time, all of it. We're such Americans, we're like, well, I thought it was going to get, I just went to church and I felt the tingles, the holy goosebumps, you know, and it just got weird. I went out and I got a car wreck, you know, or whatever. <laughs> There's got to be that time where God accomplishes and completes what he said. But if he, he said it, if he declared it, believe it and that settles it, you'll walk in it, okay? It'll happen. Birth, it's a miracle. All the things God has given to us to enjoy and to experience on earth are to uh, exemplify and illustrate spiritual principles. Look at this next uh, portion. We're just going to hit it hard. You guys You ready? It says, so it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. And his mother answered and said, no, he shall be called John. Jehovah is gracious, Johannes. God is gracious, that's his name, and evidently the relatives didn't know that part of the story. Because in verse 61 it said, they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. Stop right there, As appear up here, a few things. Zacharias and Elizabeth had this conversation. It was kind of a one-way conversation, Zacharias couldn't talk very loud. Somehow he had communicated to Elizabeth though that this was going to happen and this boy's name would be John. Didn't make sense to her either. Didn't make sense to him. But that was the word of the Lord to him, to her, and she believed him. Followed his lead. And then in the midst of pressure from culture and family, okay, let's name this boy Zachariah. She's like, no, I don't understand really, but it's John. It's what he told me. John, John. And there's so much pressure. And I just love Elizabeth here, who's linked to her husband, submitted to God, and following what he has decided for them. So then they bring in... Zacharias let's get Zacharias in here let's figure out what he has to say you know God can't so they bring him in and it shows here that they're motioning to him what he would have if you look at the Greek and look at the text you can assume and conclude not emphatically but you can conclude that not only could he not talk but he couldn't hear either he wasn't you know privy to this conversation with Elizabeth he's not knowing what they're saying so they start motioning to him whether he was deaf as well as mute, I'm not for certain. Most think so, though. Because when you don't believe the Lord, when you don't receive from him, not only will you not share about him, but you won't continue to hear from him. Did you know that the more you share about the Lord? Just, I do it often, okay? And the more you share from, about the Lord, the more you'll hear from him. The more you'll need to hear from him. Did you know that if you don't share God with your spouse with your coworkers, with friends, if you're not sharing, not just, you won't need to hear a thing. You're fine. Your your manna yesterday was enough. And if you don't hear from the Lord right now, I don't hear from him. I don't hear from him. Maybe it's because you're not sharing. This is a challenge to you. To those who should be sharing, should be encouraging, should be praying, having those awkward, loving conversations with people. Well, I also see here, this is Zechariah's second chance. He didn't believe the Lord the first time. The angel came to him and he didn't believe God. And now the people are asking him, Zacharias, what should we call him? What if he's like... Ugh. Instead, he gets a tablet, writes down. He says it right here. Let's read the next verse. It says he asked for a writing tablet and he wrote saying, his name is John. So not his name should be John or we're thinking about John, wondering if John's taken. You know, He knew his name is John. And as soon as he said, as soon as he stood on God's word, it's God's word. As soon as he founded himself, all of a sudden his lips were set free. His ears were opened up. And this, God is the God of second chances. God made an example of Zacharias previously. And now he gets a chance. Can I just say this to somebody? God is the God of second chances, even for you today. God has more for you to do, more for you to share. As a matter of fact, his, loose, his lips are loosened And immediately, it says, verse 64, his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. Did you know that when you blow it and when you get taken to the woodshed and when you get muted and when you get disciplined and when things go bad for you, do you know what God's goal is in your life? To get your heart. It really is. It's to get you closer to him. The first words out of his mouth after his disciplinary time are praise and worship to God. It could have been something different, couldn't it? Oh, oh, come on. Don't ever do that to me again. You know, just mad about it. I got to, I'm going to tell you something. I've been waiting to tell you. You know, and he just, he didn't become bitter, he became better. What's God disciplining you in right now? What, what's going on right now where you're being disciplined? May the Lord. In the process, bear fruit in your life, and may you be a worshiper. As a matter of fact, let's read this this portion, and we'll have the worship team come up in just a minute. It says, verse 66, and all those who heard them kept them in their hearts. Or verse 65, then fear came on all those who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea, and all those who heard them kept their hearts hearts kept him in their hearts saying what kind of child will this be that the hand of the Lord was with him actually we're going to pick up uh, his prayer next week and give ourselves ample time to see his response to the Lord I'm gonna have the worship team come up would you cat come up here and lead us as we respond and I'll tell you what y'all if you choose this week and next and beyond to get into his word again I would just prophesy right now and say this, you are distracted That you have been distanced That you have gone after cisterns that leak, that don't hold, that will not satisfy That will lead you to nothing that like Satan when he approached God's daughter Eve Twisted the word And it's so simple To be like Mary To come back to the heart of worship To not be a warrior. To detox from the things of the world And as I often do I'm going to have you bow your heads And close your eyes now Without making promises to God, but instead making a confession to God. If you are a Christian here, but you haven't been worshiping freely, just not what flows off your lips. You love church, and when it's time to sing, you'll sing, but it's not just. Or maybe you're like Zacharias, and the first things off your lips aren't, aren't praise. You, you are a Christian, but you need help. You, you, you don't know what to do. You need to be rescued. You came to church here today to hear a very simple message. To read Psalm 119 again. For the first time, if you didn't do it, do it. Slow. Pad and paper. To get that manna. To hide your word in your heart. That you might not sin against him. To abide in the word. Know the truth and be set free. And if you sense like I do that these days are precarious and numbered, that these days are evil and dangerous, if you sense like I do that these days are short and important, and you sense like I do that you need manna, you need the word you just would worship by raising your hand would you just raise your hand right now as a simple confession to God just do it Lord my hands up to you I just I'm so I'm so busy I am busy that's my confession Lord and I'm too busy for you and I'm too addicted to other things that are lesser than you just stuff just not sinful stuff just stuff and I repent my hand is up and I say I'm sorry I don't want to waste my life I don't want to be caught off guard I don't want to be involved in investing in things that are just temporary So my hand is raised raise your hand with me if you would confess just your need not making promises just your need Lord would you lead us to the water would you lead us Lord to your word lead us to a greater spirituality a greater time of prayer intercession pleading worshiping no more worrying Lord Lead me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for just being so busy. May we be like Mary. May we be like Elizabeth and Zacharias. Bless us as we come to the table now and receive, Lord, that joy that comes from forgiveness and confession. We love you. We need you, Lord. Break the bondage of sin in this room. Break the bondage, Lord, of decay, Lord, and depression in this room. In Jesus' name, break it. Break the bondage, Lord, of apathy and self-worship, Lord, self-reliance. Break all that. We thank you, Jesus. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, but you want to be, you don't want you want to worship this Jesus. You want to be saved. You want to give your life to him. You know. You know right now. Give your life to him right now. Just raise your hand right now if you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. Be saved. Be saved. Lord, save me. Make me like Mary. Make me a person of the world or change my life. Put me on a pathway of salvation forever for your glory. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.